Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Round Guy, the podcast. Steve's still on vacation, but unfortunately yesterday we lost a, uh, a tremendous comedian named Norm MacDonald. And on the phone with us is a dear friend of mine, Colin, Colin Martin, Bolton, who's uh, <laughs> from Wisconsin, <laughs> believe it or not, not, not Savannah, Georgia. But anyway, uh, you know, he's uh, tourist internationally. He's one of the best comedians I ever worked with. He's the first guy to ever have a dry bar comedy special go go viral. He's got a big hit on uh, Sirius XM radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Colin Moulton. Hey, everybody. How's it going? We are in the, uh, in the throes of grief, I guess. Well, uh, in the comedy community. Huh? Can you share some of your thoughts on Norm and what he meant to you and maybe some reactions some other comedians will give uh, to you about it? Yeah, um, I, I kind of, you know how, like, you know, you know about, you knew about Norm. Everybody knew about Norm. Norm was, you know, definitely in your periphery when it came to comedy, always, and sometimes in your focus. Uh, but every once in a while as a comedian, I would circle back around to his body of work uh, and I would go down the rabbit hole, you know, like you do YouTube or whatever, and you and you watch, you know, just watch him. And you something about him was special because you just wanted to hear him talk. You wanted to hear his rhythm. You wanted to hear why, why, why is this so much funnier than uh, it would be if you wrote it down. <laughs> the guy's, uh, the guy was uh, a part of his comedy in a way that most people aren't. And uh, and then he and then he came out with that book, the memoir, which um, which sadly was I think his kind of swan song, knowing what was going on with his house, uh, which we didn't know about. And uh, and so I, I got that book, and that book enlightened me a great deal about his point of view and who he is. But I think because of what I know from that book, what seemed to have happened through his childhood and his life, um, his experiences. Um, were kind of dark when he was a kid, and uh, some of them, and um, they informed. Um, you know how that can make somebody go the wrong way, or it can build a um, an incredible amount of empathy and and uh, and character. And I think in his case, it did the latter. So he's amazing. He's amazing as a as a he. He was amazing as a comedian and and a person. And and to me, that's that's the. I used to work as a security guard at a place called Riverside Casino in Riverside, Iowa, which is also supposed to be the birthplace of Captain Kirk. But uh, Norm Norm played there one time, and I I wasn't working there then, and I really don't know the story, but he he offended everyone so much. I believe he was banned from the state of Iowa for... A certain period of time. I, I don't know if you've ever heard that story or. Isn't it possible that a lot of great people have been banned from the state of Iowa? <laughs> well, Ozzy Osbourne and Norm, uh, that is, is the only two I really know of. But uh, that that may speak best to Norm's uh, Norm's role in that, as it does uh, that that Iowa. Uh, Bands people when they're offended by. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't. Uh, Jim Brewer was on that show, and I heard him talk a little bit about it. But uh, oh, 
Oh, I heard him tell that story because he went out. He talked about his uh, his uh, haircut, and he went. <laughs> he said it was in Nebraska, <laughs> but. Uh... Oh my gosh! Yeah, and then he said, that, and it was a church group or something, and they started screaming and they stormed out. And the funny part that the way that Brewer told it, and when I heard him tell it, was that uh, before they went up, before he went up, they said, "Don't, don't say anything offensive or whatever." And then, and he was extremely offensive and and very graphic. And then after everybody was screaming and yelling and walked out, walking out, he came over and he, and, oh no, he stopped in the middle of it, and went, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is a classic. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't that he was trying to be offensive. That's what's so funny. <laughs> Well, the, the part that was wrong was hiring Norman and expecting to put uh, boundaries on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. that's I mean, you did this. this you got. I mean, that was the thing about Norman I really liked was he had no boundaries. He had no situational awareness. He had no no filter. Yeah, no. Yeah. You know, he would like say a, anything. A rare form of Asperger's. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and he was, uh, I, I just loved him. And I like you say, his style and his delivery was unbelievable. I, I heard an interview with him where he said he had like eight or nine hours of killer material. That That yeah. is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, and not just like, oh, yeah, I've not, I've not, I've not, for real, eight or nine hours of like polish. If you want to call it that, I mean, I think I don't know. Like, what really got me was when when I'd watch when I go down that rabbit hole and I'd watch him on late night, and he'd start telling a a street joke, but he would tell it as if it's a story, a real story about a real snail or something, and uh, you know, or whatever, you know, a real, a real, whatever, and and he would go so convincingly into it with this smirk on his face everybody knows he's telling a street joke but it was still the funniest version of that street joke you ever heard in your whole life uh, because it, the, the punchline is deadpan you know yeah he was he could yeah. deadpan or you know he could do short oh. jokes he could do long jokes you know, and his mind works really quickly. Uh, like that one that, that I think that was the most famous interaction with another star on any of the late night stuff is that one with the girl from Melrose Place. Oh, I don't remember. Where he just keeps ripping on her. Do you remember? I didn't see that one. I, I've been watching. You know, I, I had uh, about the last month. My wife's been kind of. She says all you're doing is watching Norm Macdonald. You know. And I said, well, there's so much of it, and he's so damn funny, you know. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah. The one with Conan, when he was on Conan in, in like, the 90s, and there was that girl, that girl from uh, Melrose Place, and she was talking about, uh, her, uh, her movie coming out. It was, uh, uh, Chairman of the Board, and she, and she kept, he kept making fun of it, and. And uh, Conan was getting frustrated, with, but in a funny way, it was like, all right, okay, Norm, all right, okay. And then he goes, uh, is that spelled B-O-R-E-D? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But he just kept coming at her like that. And then she'd be talking, he interrupted. <laughs> uh, he was just like 
gloriously uh, obtuse. How about that? Yeah, it was. He was like so unaware of uh, like the audience reaction. If he told a joke and it absolutely killed, he had the same facial expression as if he told a joke and it absolutely bombed. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he... That's right. Gloriously and inspiringly obtuse. <laughs> yeah, was a, was. It's sort of a skill that we all, uh, that we all, that all comedians um, aspire to is to be um, not just impervious, but unaware of the audience. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was wonderful. It's a great loss, isn't it? I think so. Has yeah, it, I think he could have created. I think he could have created another because he was. You know, he didn't. That's the other thing too. I noticed when I went when I started really getting into him, and it wasn't very long ago. It was pretty recent that he um, that he was embracing technology and moving right along with it. You know, he had Adam Egan and him were doing that podcast for a while, and uh, you know, like uh, yeah, he was leaning into it, doing interview shows and different things. <laughs> He did that book. I'm telling you that book. If you haven't gotten it, get it. He reads it. It's on audiobook. Uh, you can get it on audiobook and he reads it, and it's it's amazing. It's amazing. It'll make you cry. We're talking with Colin Malton, a, a serious radio and dry bar comedy superstar. Um, <laughs> we're, we're talking about how much we miss Norm, uh, how tragic that was, and what a big loss that is for comedians everywhere. He was. A comedian's comedian, wouldn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah there's no conversation with another comedian that you have that ends with, oh, Norm McDonald, I hate that guy. You know, guys, <laughs> guys like you, you know, you, you see hundreds of comedians, you know, I mean, and I've, I've seen a lot of comedians, you know, and uh, one of the ones I enjoyed the most was you. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you had that like, no, like okay. Norm. No, I mean, you just, you just were really, really funny for everybody, you know, for Catholics right. and Protestants, for gays and straights, for conservatives and liberals. Yeah. I mean, it is right. the best, most uh, entertaining, most well worth your time, time to ever see this guy if you can ever get a chance to see him. And oh, he's, you know, right. like, you, you tell me you, know, you lived in the South and you lived in Los Angeles and you lived in Wisconsin and you have a feeling for all of those kinds of people, you know? Uh, yeah, I think that's why it's because I have like, uh, yeah, I kind of come from everywhere at some point and, uh, and what's funny to me is, you know, the same thing that's funny to most comedians is kind of the foibles of, of us, you know, we, the, we, the people. And, uh, you know, I don't just find it myopically in one spot cause I'm kind of, I kind of vibe with everyone. Cause I got, I just moved around a lot. So I got used to it. So, um, yeah, that's why. So it's been easier for me. It's, you know, comedy, maybe that's one of the things that we love about a guy like Norm is like, comedy's not easy for a guy like that. You yeah. know, and we know it's not. Um, because if you're, if you're, if you mean that, if you go that hard into paint, um, you're going to be either great or no one's going to ever have heard of you and you're going to, um, you know, wither away to nothing <laughs> in a condo somewhere with a needle in your arm or something crazy yeah. uh, because uh, uh, because it's it's uh, it's a really really hard road for guys that are thought uh, defined like him uh, that, that are that are not as lucky to be you know because really we can't lie about what we think is funny 
we can't lie about who we are. So we just got to go do it. And and if, if if you're lucky enough to have kind of a generally identifiable personality like a Brian Regan or a Tim Gaffigan or you know something that people can go oh, yeah, you know that generally people can laugh with and that that's luck. You know we didn't make that. You know whereas Norm just <laughs> luck of the draw. He he was who he was, and that's a hard road. Like oh, Stanhope and McDonald, you know, these guys, they, they walk a different path. It's a harder path, and we can appreciate his comedians. And that's why you say when, he, when you say he's a comedian's comedian, it's because maybe we can appreciate how difficult being norm as a comedian would be. <laughs> Everybody that ever talked to him just almost just talks about how much they loved him. I mean, Chris Rock loved him. Adam Sandler yeah. loved him. David Spade loved yeah. him. You know, I mean, they, yeah. they you know, it was uh it's tough it's tough when uh someone with that much talent goes well uh you yeah. got anything and, and, and he kept it so he kept it private he kept the cancer private he did he kept everything private you know yeah, he, did. Well, he was uh, yeah he was sure good though well uh, yeah, man. um yeah and then uh so he'd been fighting cancer for nine years Nine years, and you never heard a peep out of him about it, did you? Nothing. Nothing. We nope. released a book during that time, and and it wasn't and it wasn't a topic. But he left us with uh, a lot. You know, I, I never saw him on television where it was the same. Every it was always fresh. Everything always. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh. Yeah, it was just whatever uh, street joke was bothered him. <laughs> so uh, I think we caught up with you in Tulsa, Oklahoma, didn't we today? That's where I am. So where are you playing at tonight? I'm at the uh, Looney Bin Comedy Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, that's a great uh, great place. Uh, are you going to be in the Midwest anytime? Um, I will, yeah. Oh, man, I can't think of any dates offhand. Um, that would, uh, oh, no, New Year's in Appleton, Wisconsin. Oh, well, there's, there's something. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun Skyline for you. Yeah, the Comedy Club in Aston, Wisconsin, New Year's Eve. And, uh, well, that, New Year's, New Year's, that whole New Year's Eve weekend. So, uh, I guess I'll wrap it up with another question about you. Uh, I met you in Burlington, Iowa. Uh, you have kind of uh, yeah. an affection for Burlington, Iowa, and a little history there. Could you talk about the, <laughs> the, the town and why it's fun and uh, why people like it there? Uh, well, it's a river town, and river towns are... Uh, alive in a different way. I mean, hey, the the the, the first ever stand up comedian uh, was a had been a riverboat captain for some period of his life, Mark Twain, um, and uh, right there on that same river, Mississippi, yeah. Mississippi River. I came in, did a one nighter with a friend of mine. We met the the bar patron that booked it, and uh, when we did it, and we fell in love with that guy, and that guy ended up at my wedding. He was at my wedding, um, and uh, he became a uh, Practically a family member to me, uh, Whitey Walker, um, and he was a kind of a retired, famous billiards player, pool player, and um, and had been like a phenom when he was <laughs> like seventeen, eighteen years old. And uh, so he had this following of people. He had a billiards hall. He just, it was just a cool place. They did fun stuff. And then Ragby would go through there, and I started riding Ragby every year, and um, and we would end there, and. Uh, um, or near there anyway, and uh, sometimes there, and 
And so I got to, you know, hang out there a little more even. But, uh, but every year I'd go a couple times for a long time and my CD was in the jukebox. <laughs> well, it's been a fantastic yeah. interview. Whitey's um, Bottom Billiard. Yeah. It's been a great interview. It's really been great catching up with you. Uh, I can't tell you how much I respect you and how much I enjoy your, your show. It's, you know, but I'm glad that you're still, you know, you're back out, you know, making people laugh in America because, oh, yeah, God, we need yeah, it. Yeah, we all, we, we all went underground, started doing Zoom stuff and finding different ways to interact with our, you know, our following, our demographic, whatever. I was doing a lot of corporates and different things in between clubs, and um, I started putting them on Zoom, and that sort of got me through, and I've learned a lot. So um, I had a lot of fun with it, actually. Um, and uh, now I'm, and, and I also got to be home a lot, and I live in Savannah, Georgia now, and it's beautiful there, so it's hard to leave, you know. <clears throat> so I found a way to kind of to kind of do double duty. I can be at home with my kids, and I can also do comedy. I can do everything I I want to do. Well, anything before you want to wrap it up? Anything you want to let our listeners know? Well, um, but at some point I'll be in Des Moines, Iowa. I don't know when that is. Maybe I'll be on a bicycle, but hopefully I'll be on phone. Well, how can uh, how can our viewers see your your videos and look you up on uh, YouTube and what's your social media situation going? Go to barefootcomedy.com. Barefootcomedy.com has links to Thank you so much. I really appreciate it with you. You know, it helped me a little bit just having somebody to talk to about it. So, uh, God Thank bless you. Norm. Uh, may you soar. Uh, maybe God's happy you're laughing today. So, oh, can I tell you? Can I tell you one of my favorite yeah. jokes that a comedian ever said to me? What? This is how comedians' minds work, and this is probably what something that Norm would have said when uh, when Richard Pryor died. It was a few months after Mitch Hedberg died. And uh, I walked into a green room an hour after learning that Richard Pryor died, and I said to a comedian, a very quick-minded comedian, I can't remember who it was even now, but I said to him, I go, uh, man, did you hear what happened? He goes, yeah, Mitch, that was months ago. I go, no, no, uh, we just lost Richard Pryor. Died. And the comedian didn't miss a beat. He looked at me and said, man, who's booked in heaven, huh? So, uh, hope you enjoyed Mitch. Are you ready for your headliner? <laughs> Oh, man. What a beautiful way yeah, to turn that around. So, uh, so that's what we heard a couple of days ago. If you were listening real close and you're connected somehow to heaven or whatever you think is in the afterlife, you're all you ready for your head about Well. All right, man. On that note, I'll let you ride. All right. Thanks a lot. We sure appreciate you. Uh, this episode yep. over, but we'll get. I'm going to tag uh, some more. Uh, uh, reactions to Norm's death into this one. Thank you very much. Cool, I'm going to stop.